This is Stephanie. And this is Brian. Welcome to our podcast, The Making and the Remaking of a Codependent Mind. This is Season 3, Episode 3, and the topic is going to be people-pleasing. Yes. This is a topic that I found to be especially standout uh, in our first couple of seasons. Personally, one big reason being because it's a core codependent behavior. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like another word for codependency almost in a way. But it's unique because I think there's a lot of people that kind of fall onto this spectrum of people pleasing that aren't even necessarily codependent people. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just a really interesting topic to me to think about the difference between pleasing people out of kindness, genuine pleasing versus disordered pleasing. And so I think it's a term that's used for disordered pleasing. (laughs) Well, and you mentioned kindness. You would often explain your people-pleasing behavior as that you're being too kind. Yeah, right. And I think a lot of people who engage in this type of behavior struggle to recognize how counterproductive and maybe even destructive it is. There's this Mm -hmm. resistance sometimes they just want to believe they're too nice or they're too kind or they're yeah. giving. And everyone, if everyone was like that, it would be, it would be perfect. Yeah. Right. The, the like, problem is the other people taking advantage of them. Sure. Right. It doesn't, or it doesn't originate from their own behavior. Kind of like just seeing it as, Oh, I just, it's a virtue mm-hmm. and you know, what's wrong with this? I, mm-hmm. I don't need to change. Yeah. Other people need to change. So that's, yeah. One of the things we're going to talk about is, yeah. is maybe what's wrong with it. Yeah. And, but, it is true that off the top, pleasing other people doesn't sound like a terrible thing. Yeah. And in fact, and we talked about this in a couple episodes, I think, we evolved as highly social animals. Right. And we're very oriented towards each other. Mm-hmm. So I've read some of the research that talks about infants and pre-verbal like toddlers. Uh-huh displaying helping behavior. Ah, okay. So there was one study, um, how they do studies with infants. I did this with my own kids. I took them into to be studied. (laughs) For instance, one way they do it is they'll, because infants can't talk, they will show infants pictures or videos. And the Uh ones that they watch longer, they take as an indication that the infant is drawn to that behavior. Okay. So this particular one that I was reading about, they showed this um, video of a triangle and a square, and the triangle was the helper. It was like pushing something up okay. a hill, and the square was a hinderer, and it was pushing something down. And the infants all watched were more engaged with the triangles behavior, Mm -hmm. the helping behavior. Yeah. And then there was another study with um, kids as young as two that they would put them in a room with an adult that they didn't know and the adult would drop something on the floor and all the kids would go and pick it up and hand it to the adult and without prompting. Uh So there's quite a bit of research around that that seems to indicate that helping behavior, pleasing behavior... (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of baked in yeah, when yeah, we're born. Right. Like we're, we come out mm-hmm. ready to try and please and help the people around us. Yeah. I mean, it's something we've, we've talked about before where mm-hmm. it's just kind of as a species, we're a cooperative species. We mm-hmm. kind of need each other. We're not, you know, there's only so much a single solitary person can do to survive. I mean, it's obviously you can, but, you know, ultimately we need to get along in some way. 
Right. So helping or pleasing other people isn't is something we're all naturally inclined to yeah. do. Yeah. The problem seems to arise when it gets combined in childhood with trauma. Yeah, with trauma. Exactly. Right. Is which so once again back to this a uh, behavior that otherwise has healthy origins mm -hmm. being kind of hijacked by trauma. Yeah, I think hijacks is a good word. And, you know, we had a whole episode on trauma, and it seems to be, certainly was for you, this kind of toxic combination of powerlessness mm -hmm. and fear. Yeah, right. It's almost like we could do one or the other, but we can't do both together. Yeah, sure. So some people like to be afraid, right? They go to scary movies. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't understand that. I mean, I can't. <laughs> or or they like, like to be. Yeah. yeah, you like it to be scary rides, but you still have this amount of power in that situation. Yeah. Like you're choosing to scare yourself. Right. And we can also, it's okay to feel powerlessness if you feel safe and cared for. Mm -hmm. So obviously, infants and young children are fairly powerless. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but if they're cared for appropriately, yeah, that's not a difficult state for them to be in. Yeah. But if you're, I think, feel powerless, and even more so if you were made to feel powerless yeah. and afraid at the same time, as you were for this long period of time, yeah, yeah. It, 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 yeah it just warps all of these mm -hmm. natural incl inclinations. Right. And so a very common strategy is people-pleasing to, mm -hmm. to combat that, right? So Because it's kind of the simplest way to try to avoid additional abuse is, I just need that person to be happy. Mm -hmm. so they don't abuse me again. Well, we, we think of the four ones that we mentioned, the four trauma responses that people talk about, fight, yeah. flight, freeze, freeze, and fawn. Right. So, I mean, we, you know, when you were a kid, say when you were in this abusive friendship mm -hmm. with G, the boy we call G, and then also in some, in some ways with your, with your dad, mm -hmm. both fight and, and flight were not options. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They didn't you were, work you were or stuck I was too in those afraid situations. to use them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then... You know, there was a certain amount of freezing in terms of kind of shutting down yourself mm -hmm. and your own emotions. But really, the, the fawn response yeah. is the is the people-pleasing response. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I've said this before, too, but I think often during abuse, freeze is the go-to, and it's the in-between the abuse that where the fawn comes in. So basically, mm -hmm. I adopt this kind of personality of fawning in between all the abuse to try to avoid additional abuse either from the person that actually abuses me but because since it becomes a habit then now i'm just doing it with everyone basically every interpersonal relationship yeah. has a potential threat yes so the fawning is in advance of that threat trying to shut it down mm -hmm. so in some ways codependency is a trauma response yeah you know so a lot of the things not just people pleasing but a lot of the things we talk about with codependency putting other people's needs emotions mm -hmm. first you know having problems with anger or defending yourself or setting your own boundaries and then the people pleasing and the caretaking yeah all, all kind of like can be bundled up into this fawn yeah <laughs> this a fawn response, response. It, it's a, a fear of consequences kind of is something that i i know we've talked about before like kind of that this the, the motivating factor is a fear of consequence some kind of consequence if i if i don't please this person then there's going to be some kind of consequence very negative consequence yeah. so you mean that's there's always consequences well yeah a consequence that but i can't deal with well, right because it's married with this this powerlessness again this kind of yeah. fear and powerlessness ne ne nexus right. right or i don't think i'll be able to handle it that's that's the key too it's you don't like, feel you will be yeah. able to right i don't trust my own ability to to keep yourself safe keep and, yourself safe yeah, yeah. 
Right. Um, so that's when it becomes a problem. So we have this yeah. kind of natural human instinct to want to be connected and to please and to help the people around us that gets, as you say, hijacked by being put in a situation where what you get from the people around you is not care. Mm-hmm. Instability and love, you get fear and instability. <laughs> yeah. So that you feel your only power is is through them to make them happy. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of in a nutshell, like the main theme of if you collect my disordered behaviors from mm-hmm. the past, it centers around that. Just kind of agreeableness, you know, just uh, go with whatever's go- I have. I felt so powerless over my entire life that I'm just going to agree with whatever comes along, whoever comes along. And then there's certain people that will take more advantage of that than just an average person. Absolutely. Um, but let's talk about the fawn response, kind of what that looks like. Sure. Okay. And, and I think we said this in other episodes, it's going to look, di- it may look different yeah. with different people. Mm-hmm. You almost use the strengths that you have yeah, right. in order to please people. So mm-hmm. some people in high conflict families, they talk about, um, Becoming the funny person. Yeah, sure. Using it, humor. Right. Using humor to make sure everyone is is okay and and uh, amused and to d- d- deflect p- potential anger away from themselves. Yeah, and right. You see other people using flattery. Yes, right. It, kind of complimenting everyone. Complimenting and, everyone and right. everyone's great and and then your version was more we've said kind of kind of compliance or yeah. Well, it, making people feel safe, mm-hmm. heard, understood, sort of like. These are things that sound like they could be good, but if I'm doing it with everyone, regardless of the person and whether or not they deserve it, or if I actually agree with the person. Yeah. I mean, all these things sound good, right? (laughs) It's nice to be able to make people laugh. It's nice to be able to compliment people and make them feel good about themselves. It's nice to make people feel comfortable, which is why they're strengths. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But again, they're hijacked for a different purpose. Yeah. Because in all those cases, it's not about, it's not just about making people laugh about making people feel good about themselves or making people feel comfortable or yeah. safe. It's about making you feel safe. Yes. Right. Yes. And that's the big key difference, right? The, the big difference is that the healthy versions of these things, there's empathy at the core. You're thinking of the other person. You're mm-hmm. wanting that person to be comfortable because you care about that person mm-hmm. or you just care about humanity and people in general. But with the disordered version, it's like, I'm worried about myself. I'm worried about what these consequences are be if I don't please this person. Yeah, and when you say worry, I don't think that you're consciously thinking yeah. this, right? No, it's my body. Yeah, me. I mean, it's this kind of anxiety and fear mm-hmm. that is you placate by placating the other person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you can't resolve the anxiety yourself. Yeah. So you have to please the, everyone around you. Yeah, which is impossible. By the it's way, it's pretty difficult, <laughs> <laughs> especially if there's more than one person involved, and and each person has different needs or feelings or wants, and you know there's going to be a conflict there. Well, so you mentioned, you know, that there are people out there that will kind of take advantage, mm-hmm. even other disordered people. So yeah, let's talk about what kind of problems this creates in a person's life when they're people pleasing, and and one of them, I think, a big one. Yeah. <laughs> that you alluded to was you're going to end up pleasing people who you should not be pleasing. Yes, exactly. I was a guaranteed. Well, it's not guaranteed, I guess, but I think it's pretty guaranteed. It's pretty guaranteed. <laughs> Cause I mean, there's enough of them out there. <laughs> yes. There's enough there's other pe- disordered people or narcissistic people or right. whatever it is. People who do not deserve to be pleased. Yes. They do not deserve your time. They do not deserve your attention. Right. They should not have access to you. They should not have access to, 
other people in your life. Mm -hmm. They're bad people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Bad people. Yeah. So since if, if I have a blanket, I need to please everyone. Mm -hmm. Then the the thing I want to say here though, is that, yeah, as you said, people use their strengths. So yes, I was a people pleaser in that, you know, with kindness, making people comfortable. There's times where I, it was legit also. So it's not like, you know, every time I please somebody, it had ill intent or it was codependence, but when it got activated by an abusive person, mm-hmm. that's that's where it gets disordered. So it's not like thinking about being being a people pleaser. It's not. It's it's once again, it's a behavior, you know. So I am not a people pleaser. Is in like you know everything I do is people pleasing. It's I use this behavior and I use it in bad ways. Is is the point? Right. It becomes kind of pathological, like yeah. so many yeah. habits and behaviors. Mm-hmm. It, it, they can tip into now you're doing it so much. And inappropriately, yeah. so that it's, it has a negative results. And as you're saying, it's particularly activated by the very people who you shouldn't do it yes, right, <laughs> with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that you were, in some ways, bundled to be. And this happened to you, and I think it's happened to other people in my life who have codependent tendencies. They end up enabling yeah. really crappy people. Yeah. Yeah. Enabling. The, the crappy people to treat them badly mm-hmm. and then to also those crappy people treat other people badly as well. Yeah. yeah you're and, supporting uh, this person. You're supporting and validating and enabling a crappy person yeah, because yeah. the, the biggest motivation is that they not be displeased. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Although it doesn't, it doesn't work great with healthy people as well. Like no, you, you exactly. said, I mean, you were saying that you only, it's not that you only did it with abusive people, with no. abusive people. Right. And, so another problem, so, you know, first problem we talked about, you're going to end up pleasing people who should not be pleased yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> with you. Yep. They should be, those type of people should be the opposite of pleased with you because yeah. you should put yourself in opposition to them. Mm-hmm. And then there's a danger that is going to tip the scale so that, that you're going to have more crappy people in your life than good people. Yeah. Let's have a situation where you have, say, a narcissist, and then you have a healthy person. Mm-hmm. and they're in your same social circle and you're in a social situation and then you start, you see the narcissist is maybe getting annoyed or something that they're not getting enough attention. And then yeah. you, you like lay it on flattery, like, oh my gosh, but you're so great. You're so great. Yeah, just yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then the other healthy person who is all maybe also more worthy of attention and, and flattery, but, and maybe you do that to them as well. It's like, you're great too. You're also great. Mm. But the healthy person's like, what the heck? Yeah. You know, this person over here is, shitty (laughs) and you're telling them that they're great and you're telling me that i'm great so yeah what does that mean i mean reminds me of a seinfeld episode where where this guy uh called everything breathtaking but initially he called elaine breathtaking right and she was all flattered right like no one's ever called me that before yeah and then he looks at this ugly baby and he goes but baby's breathtaking. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, I mean, you're going to, in some ways, kind of alienate the healthy people because they're not yeah. looking for that. Right. They, you know, they don't need it. They don't need it. They don't yeah. need constant, like, praise and attention. And, right. Uh, and, and so they're going to kind of be standoffish a little bit yeah. because it's like, what's going on with this person? Mm-hmm. And it, it, everything, everyone, <laughs> everything's breathtaking and yeah. everyone's great, yeah. including these people that I see are not breathtaking and not great. Yeah. So you're going to... It's dishonest, th- really. It's you know, ultimately, and it's a, it's a block to intimacy. Right. So then, then there's that third problem. Yeah. So even if it's not this kind of comparison where you end up with more narcissists than healthy people in your life just because you, in some ways, cultivate that. Yeah. 
unintentionally, and but they that's, may have that's the result. Landing other people right. because of who they are, but then they find this great person that's going to support everything they do. Wow. All right. But then also, even if there are no narcissists in the picture, if there's no yeah. crappy people, if you're just trying to people please healthy people, yeah. they don't want that. Right. Yeah. They don't need it. I don't need you to be constantly making me feel comfortable and, uh -huh. and yeah. safe. Trying to regulate your emotions, trying to control I don't, you. Almost. I don't need you to be constantly flattering. You know, I yeah. feel comfortable with myself mm -hmm. enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that I don't like the occasional compliment, but right. when it tips over and starts to feel excessive yeah. or unwarranted, then it becomes, as you say, this block to intimacy. Because yeah. I'm like, the, 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 you don't know me. Like, if you think that I need to be complimented constantly, or you think that I need sure. to be always, that you always need to agree with me. Yeah, that's the other thing. Right. I mean, that was kind of more your your jam, right? You were, yeah. you're not a big complimenter. You're the yeah. agreeableness. Agreeableness. Yep. Yeah. So if you're you like, think, oh, do you really agree? Like, yeah. Like so just, one, I don't know what you actually think. Yeah. Yeah. Because it just, and then, and then two, you are treating me like someone who needs to always be agreed with. Yeah. And I'm not someone who needs to be agreed with. In fact, right. I like. It's insulting. It's insulting. Right. Because yeah. I, and it feels like you don't know me uh -huh. because I'm a person who actually, I like to have disagreements. Yeah. Right. It's engaging. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, not every, uh, not every conversation has to be perfectly comfortable and, and we're always in agreement. Right. Yeah. So it makes it very difficult to know you, yeah. Because I don't know if you're actually saying what you think, or mm -hmm. you're you're coming from a place of anxiety and yeah, right. Uh, trying to match me, and we talked about matching another one, yeah. And yeah. then makes me feel that you don't know me. So and mm -hmm. you know, the, so the base of intimacy being mm -hmm. feeling known by each other, yeah. So people pleasing interrupts that, yeah. Exactly. You're not trying to actually get to know the person. You just want them to be pleased. Yeah, right. <laughs> you just want to soothe your own anxiety. Yeah. You are not allowing them to really know you. Yeah, but that's so. That, yeah, that's a great point because you know. Uh, yeah, sometimes I took it too far and go, oh, it's only activated by abusive people or something. But really, it's activated by first just habit first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Like that's the way I taught myself to deal with people in general, and. So I'm just going to use this. Sometimes it, get ac it gets activated to a more extreme. And then, like we said, too, if there's two people standing in front of me, one is abusive and one isn't, I'm going to try, to please try a little abuse. harder to please the abusive one because right. they're activating more of my trauma response. Yeah. So, I mean, really every interpersonal interaction had potential threat yeah. for you. Yeah. Some of them, it was real. <laughs> yeah. Some of them was real. Yeah, exactly. Right. You're right, and that and those are the people and those interactions that would trigger these behaviors, these yeah. particularly these fawning behaviors. But yeah. every interaction, even with healthy people, had some measure of threat. Mm -hmm. So that fawn response, that people pleasing response, would be there, yeah. kind of yeah. low I, I was, level. There. Yeah, I was unaware of the trauma responses for, mm -hmm. until you know not that long ago. So when we would have conversations and just if you were upset or something mm -hmm. that was enough of a trigger for me to go uh oh i need to figure out a way to make sure you're not upset so it's like you're not abusing me at all no. you're just upset I'm just upset yeah. and so right and so rather than finding out why i'm upset yeah wanting to know that about me mm -hmm. and responding in an authentic way for instance maybe i'm upset about something that you think is wrong or silly or something yeah. you know that i i got something wrong mm -hmm. you know i'm miss heard something you said or I'm, I'm misinterpreting an interaction and so in that case you might respond by saying no i'm not taking this on yeah. <laughs> you misheard me yeah. anyway so you, you don't 
you don't actually take the time to know me and what, yeah. what, my, where my reaction is coming from. Right. And then you don't do the work yourself to figure out how you feel about the situation and then let me know you mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, about that. Instead, it just goes right into like, oh, I need this person to stop being upset. Right. Because that's the only way that I'm going to feel okay is it is it this person. You know, I, you, so you self-soothe by soothing others rather than yeah. learning how to actually soothe yourself. Mm-hmm. And try to shut down this conversation as quickly as possible. Make mm-hmm. sure you walk away with it somehow just not being upset. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, I, it, it seems as though that trigger shuts off empathy temporarily. Uh, and now yeah, I'm just in self-preservation mode. Mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah, like you said, I'm not looking for reasons why you're upset. I don't care. I just want you to not be upset. And AA, one of the steps in AA is, right, is to make amends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But isn't there... A rule about that in terms of you not to make amends if it's going to yeah upset the other person right you discuss that with the sponsor is mm-hmm. is is this appropriate to make this amends like you it's good to just know that you need to make it but not every amends actually needs to be made because you might cause more harm than good by just being in contact with the person i mean this is kind of a similar dynamic there where you don't you feel ashamed of your behavior Mm-hmm. And you would like to apologize and make amends because yeah. that would relieve some of the shame. Right. But you're not allowed to do that if that causes more harm, if that person literally does not want to hear from yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, so the, the key here is is it's supposed to be about the other person, not about you yeah, and relieving right. your shame. So you just you have to live with the fact that there's someone out there mm-hmm. that thinks poorly of you. Yeah. That's, is, you're going to have to find a way yourself to manage that. Yeah. And it can't be by contacting that person and like... Forcing that person to now be pleased yeah. <laughs> with you. Right, right. <laughs> with, by pleased with your apology or pleased with every mm-hmm. progress that you've mm-hmm. made. Yeah, it's really, people pleasing is controlling. It's a controlling behavior, really. Sure, which makes sense because, again, when you were a child and you felt powerless, you had to find some way to control the situation. Yeah. And the only way was you felt within your power was to make sure that G was pleased or your dad mm-hmm. was pleased. Mm-hmm. And then you, then you could feel safe. Yeah. I think that's a great way to look at it is, is I feel powerless, but I need to find something to feel as though I have power, whatever that is. So, I, I mean, you kind of, sometimes you, you read or hear codependent behavior described as controlling, mm-hmm. but I think that's, it's kind of a misnomer because we have people like narcissists and other disordered personalities who are I think, more legitimately described as controlling. They're controlling, they manipulate in order to get power over someone. Yes. In order to... For some kind of personal gain. Gain. Where that codependent, people-pleasing, it is trying to, in some ways, manipulate the other person, but really just to keep yourself safe. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you don't feel any personal power. You're not getting. You're not trying to get power over them. You're kind yeah. of trying to get power through them, right? Mm-hmm. So they're the more powerful pe- person. Yeah. So I'm just their subject. Yeah. yeah <laughs> trying yeah. to make them feel okay because then they'll extend their power o- over me and treat me well. Yeah. So it's not necessarily it doesn't fall into the same camp as of control. It's not yeah. as directly abusive. Yeah, it's not power over someone. It's not trying to have control over them. You're not trying to have control over them. All you want them to do is be nice to you (laughs) and be pleased so that you'll be safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, another great example of this 
looking for ways to find power where when I feel powerless is resentment. And mm-hmm. I think this kind of is a natural result of the people pleasing. Right. So I'm pleasing this person that doesn't deserve it. And I don't get it in return or whatever it mm-hmm. is. And yes. I just, I, I'm, I feel shame for that. And then I start to feel resentment for that. And that's, that's the best I can do is in my brain, just feel resentment for this person that I gave them this, this kindness and, they right. don't reciprocate. They don't reciprocate and they're taking advantage of me. So yeah. the no ownership, you know, we said resentment is kind of the anger of the powerless. Mm-hmm. So no ownership that you're in that situation and that you're an adult and, and you have power in that situation. Yeah. At the very least, to leave. Yeah. To leave the conversation, to leave the situation, to leave the relationship. Mm-hmm. But you can't leave if you're powerless. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so... They're displeased with you. You do whatever you need to do. Give whatever resources you have, your emotional energy, your authentic self, mm-hmm. your affection, your attention to make sure they're pleased. But then you're resentful that you're giving all that to them. Yeah. Same, but you can do that with a healthy person too, which right. is a danger, right? So right. You, you do all this sort of thing, even though the healthy person maybe doesn't want any of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the way they want to receive your affection or your attention or your time. And so they're not as pleased as you think they should be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then you just resent. Yeah, it kind of seems like no relationship is going to survive full-on people-pleasing for very long. Mm-hmm. You know, it it may feel good to cert- certain people or some people. It may You may not be able to recognize it at first either. It's just like, oh, wow, this person's really agreeable. Well, well except for the narcissist codependent. <laughs> yeah, sure, I know. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the basic of that that, that yeah. relationship is yeah. one person feeling entitled to be pleased all the time and the mm-hmm. other person mm-hmm. spending all their time trying to please them. Yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, eventually those relationships will implode in some way or another also, but... One can hope. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> for the codependent sake, <laughs> right? Maybe not, though. Yeah, it could it could go on forever. I mean, if the narcissist is getting what they need, mm-hmm. and and maybe supplementing what they need in other ways too, you know, hence the infidelity being brought in and stuff like that. Right. But it, it, to go back to resentment, yeah, mm-hmm. you're signing yourself up. Yeah. For probably a lifetime of resentment. Yeah. Yeah. If people pleasing is a, one of your major tools to navigate relationships yeah because yeah you're going to end up in relationship with disordered people who take advantage of that mm-hmm. freely yeah and you're just going to be stuck and resentful and you're going to end up in relationships with healthy people who don't really want it yeah it doesn't deepen their sense of connection with you mm-hmm. in fact it does the opposite it can be off-putting right and you're going to resent them because well, why aren't they <laughs> yeah right yeah. responding appropriately I'm so nice to you what's going on here yeah <laughs> maybe they don't want you to be nice they want you right. to be honest yeah. and authentic mm-hmm. and engaged in a real connection yeah so like so many of these behaviors it's something that i still struggle with and, and i have to watch and mm-hmm. work on all the time i mean i think even just last night i had a, a brief trigger i mean they, these triggers happen still at this day and they may always happen but i think i recovered from it very quickly but I recognized during this brief window of trigger that I went straight to some kind of, you know, escape. Uh, it no, last night it wasn't necessarily people pleasing, but that'll often be what it is. Some kind of there's a potential where I'm going to be upset, yeah, or unsatisfied with you, yeah. So that triggers that in triggers. me. I need to 
I need to avoid that. I need to make sure that you that we're in agreement again. We're in mm-hmm. line. We mm-hmm. match again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's a regular. That's still yeah, it happens. Habits are hard to break. Yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah, but uh, it's worth always trying, <laughs> continuously trying to be better, and at the same time, real kindness. <laughs> you are a kind person. Yeah, it's nice to be able to lean into real kindness, though, and and recognize when I'm actually motivated by empathy versus something else. You can feel the difference. Yeah, you can definitely feel the difference. So that's that's our thoughts on the subject of people-pleasing. If okay. you have any questions or, or things to add to the discussion, please hit us up on our uh, social media or uh, message us or email us. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram by searching a codependent mind. Our email is codependentmind at gmail.com. And as always, we appreciate when people give us reviews or likes. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another conversation. We hope you'll join.